Welcome to another edition of Bama and Bourbon with the Alabama's Aaron Suttles. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It is on Roll Tide Pods. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. It's where we talk bourbon. We talk Alabama. Today, a special private barrel of Elijah Craig, the single barrel. I don't have any tasting notes. We're just going to go on the fly here. But uh, JJ, one of the great owners yeah. of the Beverage Place Pink Package, this is JJ's Juice. It's her private barrel that Elijah Craig has put together for her, and uh, the proof, almost 120 proof, 119.9. Mm. That's, that's up there. Yeah. That's uh, up there. My man Chan, when he came by and dropped the bottles, he's like, be prepared. And I'm like, unfortunately, I can't be prepared. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll okay. jump on this grenade. Good, yeah. Poor you. Uh, I've got two more <laughs> Bama and Bourbons of dry Bama and Bourbons, because we're wrapping up a dry February. Okay. We're you 19 feel, days You feeling in. better? No. Like, okay, so you just... Yeah. Somebody's like, it's such a stupid exercise because, you know, you're going to go right back to drinking March 1st and you'll probably get hit by an asteroid. And I was like, if I get hit by an asteroid, it's a whole different story. So funny, I took his glass to wash it last week yeah. because he had the dental appointment. He never drank no, never just threw it over the shoulder yeah. and we're back. There we go. You can't go wrong with Elijah Craig. It is one of the, we talk about consistent brands out yeah. there. You can find it easily. You can. It's a good price point. You know what you're going to get every time. And the private barrel, you know, I get really, it's amazing because bourbon has become so niche and there's so much money involved in bourbon now. How many of these, like, private barrels you're getting out there? And I think it's really cool because. Man, for, for, so for, one, for basically 120, that's pretty smooth. Is it? It's going to heat you up on the back end, but going down, it make, you know when it's too spicy, you almost get that cough yeah. feeling that oh, yeah, comes yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. God, I want some so bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. I wonder if I, does it count if I like put it in my mouth and spit it out? No. I don't want to waste a good yeah, you don't want to waste that time. Well, I'll tell you, I am stockpiling that when I get oh. home. March 1st, it's going to be next level. Uh, okay, bourbon and uh, Bam and Bourbon, always brought to you by our friends at Beverage Place Pink Package. We'll give you more information on those guys. Of course, Elijah Craig will continue to update you on how this is going for the yeah. one on panel that is drinking here. Yeah, that's good. Um, this past weekend, I thought Alabama was going to struggle a little bit with Texas A&M. Yeah. I just felt like Radford and yeah. Taylor would come in and they would play well. Wade Taylor, uh, really bad game, 4-15. Alabama wins the game by 25. They've scored 100-plus eight times this year. That was an Incredible. impressive performance yeah. this past weekend, especially for an 11 o'clock tip where you get kind of a lazy crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I had the same concerns that you did. I thought Texas A&M would beat Alabama up on the boards. Turns out they did. And I thought they yeah, were 47-37 on the boards. I thought it would get ugly. They dominated the offensive glass. And, I, and I, thought if, I thought they would dirty the game up, not in terms of being dirty players, but just make it a grind of a game that Alabama don't want to get in. But it did not. I mean, Alabama has, has been very good about forcing its style of play on teams that doesn't want to, really want to play that way. And that's what's so fascinating about this week's game against Florida because both of those teams love to get up and down. We might that might you might both be in the hunt. Yeah, and, and I'm going to circle back to A&M yeah. and the 25 point win. But you mentioned Florida. I mean, good for Alabama that Florida's playing their best basketball right they're now. Really they won three right consecutive now. games. I think they've won six of eight. They're really really good in games. Well, big physical team. So you got Florida in Coleman. Then you got to go to Rupp. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky probably looked their best, yeah. definitely on the defensive end against Auburn this past weekend, holding Auburn in Neville to 59 yeah. points. Then you go to Ole Miss, another yeah. dangerous game. Yeah. Tennessee at home at Florida. Yes. Yeah. The other getaway. And then you end the season with Arkansas, which, based on where the Razorbacks are, that to me is the only where you look at it and you're like, okay, that's the one win. 
Yeah. I mean, these other games are really difficult. I do think it comes down March second against Tennessee, Probably. who wins the regular yeah. season SEC championship. But this schedule down the stretch is brutal. You take care of home court. You split Old Miss and Kentucky. You got a good chance if you beat Tennessee to win the SEC. Oh yeah, because that would put you. You take care of home court four and two down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. You won the SEC. Yeah, so that would overall put them at four, 14 to 4. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? You start thinking about, about how good Alabama's been at home. If, if they beat Ohio State, if they had beaten Clemson, this is a number two seed in the tournament. Yeah. And those are games now that the, if they played those games today, now Ohio State's fired its coach. Um, the Clemson game was one that was early in the season. Alabama was figuring out who it was. Hey, Clemson's a pretty good team. Yeah, they are. But if Alabama wins those games, and they would probably win those if they played those now, they're a two seed. You know, it's it's obviously we have a, a big uh, contingency of Alabama fans and Auburn fans watching the next round. But everybody talked about Neville, and they had won 16 consecutive yeah. games. And then somebody brought it up over the weekend. Hell, Alabama's 27-1 and one in Coleman the last couple of That's years. That's insane, right? It really is. I'm like, I knew... Just because we remember, well, you and I were in school there. Yeah. It is there is something if you've never been in that building. It is yeah. like a hangar, and yeah. it is really dark, and it's gotten a little bit better. Yeah, it has, but it's still not what you have with. There's probably I don't know thirty, forty, fifty arenas that are better than this one in college basketball. Oh yeah, it's just it's not real fan friendly. Um, it's, it, it's dark. It's not. It doesn't have the modern amenities. It's not real close to the court. So. Um, you don't think of it as having a great home court advantage, and there was times I was watching the Texas A&M game, and I, it just didn't it didn't sound loud enough. But didn't need to be on Saturday. They've been good in that building, man. And uh, you know, you start thinking about is do they need a new basketball arena? Yeah. Do you need one at three hundred million? Uh, I don't know. That's I like that. And, and just get off on a tangent because if you're watching right now and. If you're a Bourbon fan, if you're an Alabama basketball fan, this is that thing that always hits the nerve, and it's when are we going to build yeah. a new facility? And, you know, there are reports there is that third-party group that wants to bring in this, no cost yeah. to the university or the city of Tuscaloosa, and they would have X amount of dates, yeah. and then they would give the university, let's say, 75 to 100 dates. Yeah. Do you think that collaboration could work? Generally, a place like Alabama, no, because Alabama likes to control all of it. There's a rumor out there, though, and I don't. this is not coming from Alabama. This is not Aaron from Alabama announced anything. It's just kind of been in the ether that there's something imminent about a basketball arena. I don't know that to be true. The people at Alabama are not... I'm not getting that from them. It's just, I don't know if it's coming from message boards or, or whatever, but they're still planning on it, and they've raised a great deal of money toward it. Well, you know, uh, somebody asked in our chat room today if Nate Oates would take the Michigan job, and look, that's inevitable. That thing is going to come open. I know Juwan yeah. Howard's, you know, had some issues, um, but the way they're playing right now, dead last in the Big Ten, and right in front of them, next to last, Ohio State coming yeah. off a big win yesterday against Purdue, just fired Chris Holton this past yeah. week. Yeah. So people were asking, would Oates take the Michigan job? There's familiarity, obviously, with that, that geography and, and with the state of Michigan. And I think he would consider it. I think I, he has to. That's I, where he's from. I but that doesn't he mean he's going to take it. I think it makes it so much more easy for Nate Oates to maybe spend the entirety of his career in Tuscaloosa with a new facility. Like, yeah. you're going to get paid as much money as you want to. Write your check. Yep. You can get as many... McDonald's All Americans. I mean, he's, he's shown that he's he got three in this he, upcoming he three is dominated. I shouldn't say dominate. He's done really well with the transfer portal. I mean, you look right. at what Mark Sears is doing right now. Right, Estrada, Reitzel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really good players out of the portal. So you look at this, you can also do something like Michigan has played for and won national championships. John Beeline played for a national championship. 
Uh, Steve Fisher won a national championship. Yeah. You can do something in Alabama that's never been done before, just getting to a Final Four. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of there's more positives and reasons for him to stay. But at the same time, that one thing that hangs out there is the arena. So once yeah. you get that finalized, then I think Nate Oates, he's a long-timer. It's incredible. And you guys may have talked about this on the next round. I'm not sure. But where would you rank him right now? He's all-time? No, no, just in basketball coaches oh, currently. Um, Bill Self, you put him, Bill Self won a national championship. Yeah, I'm still going Chris Beard. Calipari, probably. Yeah. Beard, you putting Beard ahead of Oates? Yeah. Is, uh, like, okay, so here's the way we would have to frame the question. Like, moving forward, you can have this guy or that guy. I'm not going to go on past career. Okay. Because, you know, Patino, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Like, I would rather have him than Calipari right now. He's a, he's a no-doubt top ten guy, right? Oh, no doubt. And like, probably top five. Or like, close to top five. I would definitely take Bill Self or Chris Beard in front of Nate Oates. And then I pause. And then I'm like. I mean, that's where, Al, in, in, in no disrespect, because uh, also we got a great coach in the state. Bruce Pearl has done things at all where this right. has never been done. So. It's a it's a renaissance in the state of Alabama right now with college basketball. It's great to see as a fan of college basketball, but Nate Oates is doing pr- some pretty heady stuff at Alabama. Yeah, Bama and Bourbon is brought to you by our friends at Beverage Place, located next to the PGA Superstore on Highway 280, Pink Package, located across from the Target next to Arby's on Highway 280. It's a one-stop shop. Liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, soda, cigars, mixers, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. They open early, they close late. Get in, see JJ. Man, this and this is good. Of course, Chan. And this I is JJ's juice. I'm so bad if you're not be able to drink this. Well, I'm going to be able to drink this one March 1st. I've just got to gotta really ration what I get into mm. March 1st. It's going to smell it again. So, I mean, that does not taste 120 proof. Yeah, 119.9 is the proof on this right That's now. Great. Uncut, straight from the barrel. Uh, Elijah Craig founded in 1789, and this is a nine-year-old batch. Mm, That's good. Like, I've always liked the Elijah Craig. I always like the packaging. It's it's a nice bottle. Unique it's bottle easy shape. Easy to find. Easy to take the top off, too. Yeah. That was one of the... Jay was like, my favorite thing is watching you try to take this top there off. Are some, there was one show we had. I, I, don't, oh. I didn't think you were going to get it off. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I'm looking back here to see which one that was. I told him wax is always tricky to me. Yeah. Um, this is the easiest when you just have this well, it's already one got the, the pre kind of slit yeah. on the side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about Yay Alabama. How yeah. can you get involved if you want to get behind the collective and start bringing in more and more transfer yeah. guys? Yeah, which I think uh, maybe watch your feed. I don't know when this is going to drop, this particular episode. By the time it drops, Alabama may already have a transfer guy Ooh. coming. Maybe, maybe a little bit of what we call in the business a tease, but yay-alabama.com backslash fans. That's every level of our tier. I had a one-on-one meeting which Coach DeBoer last week. 45 minutes, just he, myself, uh, Courtney Morgan, who's his chief of staff, and I can tell you that he has big plans for Alabama in terms of our content. He wants to tier it, and so based on your membership, the better uh, access that you're going to get to his program. So this is a guy that we talked about, what's the difference between him and Coach Saban. Coach Saban um, recognized the world of NIL, didn't particularly love it, was vocal about that, but he, he you know, knew how the game was played. Uh, this is a coach and coach DeBoer that very much recognizes how important NIL is going to be. He's going to be making uh, ask of his fan base to support Yale Alabama. So we're excited about that. We're excited to help him, to give him what he needs, so Alabama can put the best teams on the field and on the court. Uh, do you know anything about these these uh, coaching staff additions that, as of recording today, we heard about this morning? Yeah, so we just uh, I've already interviewed Freddie Roach. I've interviewed Robert Gillespie. Just dropped in the last, I don't know, 15 minutes, our, our, our interview, our exclusive interview with uh, the new defensive coordinator, Kane Womack. I think more is going to come out this week. 
and up in probably up until next week, we'll be slowly sort of releasing the names, which we already kind of know because it's already out there. But the way the process goes at Alabama, everything's got to be approved by the got to go through the background checks, and it's got to go through HR, then it's got to go to the board of trustees to approve. So they're going through those processes now. You know, we talk about the initial press conference on that Saturday when DeBoer takes over. Since that moment, though, when you sat down with him finally in the one-on-one, yeah. does he seem like he's really comfortable in getting acclimated to Tuscaloosa and ultimately the SEC? Yeah, I, I do think there's a period of feeling out in terms of, you know, he had things the way he liked them in Washington, and he's trying to figure out the process here at Alabama. And I've, I've likened this. Alabama just got out of a 20-year relationship pretty much. Just had a breakup with a long-term partner. And that, that partner had very regimented things that they liked to have things done, right? There were structures in place. There was workflow in place. All of that has changed. And so uh, we have to, as, and I say we as, as a collective at Alabama and as the athletic department at Alabama, have got to figure out what coach doesn't even know. So we, I told him when I sat down with him, look, you're the most popular guy in the state day one. Like, you got to recognize that. Whatever you want, you're pretty much going to get. So if you don't know something, ask us. Uh, we don't know what you don't know. So all those processes are are currently being uh, currently being evaluated and fixed, and I imagine a lot of that will be uh, those relationships. You're going to see coach a lot. I think in the in the month of May, I think he's going to go around the state and do some stuff. Um, I think this is a guy that's ready to, to one. I think he wants to get a feel for his roster with spring practice. But once that's over, he's going to start you know getting around the state, meeting meeting his fan base and. Um, making some ask of you guys. Yeah, and I saw ESPN.com did a recent article last couple of days on going into 2024, who has the most approved in college football, and the first name was Kalen DeBoer. And obviously when you follow a legend and you talk yeah. about that nearly 20-year relationship, you know, if Nick Saban was coming back for 2024, Saban's mentality is we're still the bar. I understand yeah. George has won two national championships yeah. since the last time we won one, but Nick Saban was 5-1 and one against Kirby. Yeah. They won the most recent SEC championship. Yeah. Where do you think the mindset for Kalen DeBoer? The guy can obviously coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. But going into 2024, when you look at the pecking order, I would think yeah. nationally most people would go, it's Georgia, Texas this year, but still yeah. overall it's going to be Alabama. Do you think DeBoer goes in with, like, we're still the bar in college football, we're still the program to be. I think he's got to hourly say that, um, but it hasn't. It hasn't been on his watch that those things have been accomplished. You inherited that, and, and things that are inherited aren't always kept at the same level, right? We've seen businesses over generations get run into the ground. I'm not suggesting that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's that's what we have yet to see. The biggest question I have, and I was talking about this with somebody at Alabama, we were kind of going line by line through Alabama's schedule, and I think a two loss, a two loss Alabama gets in. The top 12. Yeah, I think, I, I think any of the big brands, 10 and 2 in the regular season, get into the college football yeah. playoff. So we were like, we were going line and we were looking at each game. And, and they were like, well, this game doesn't scare me. And I said, and I said, pause. It didn't scare you under Saban. Because what Nick Saban did that never happens, I don't care who the coach is, Alabama didn't lose games they weren't supposed to lose. That's going to be part of the equation now because that's just part of college football. Every program has that. I mean, Nick Saban, and that's what made him so tremendous. But there might be a game that you're kind of overlooking that jumps up and bites you because every program has that game. So, you know, I think a two-loss Alabama gets in. And the, the problem is if it's a, you already got two losses and you go to the SEC Championship game, you pick up your third loss in the SEC Championship game, do you still get in? Uh, this that's is, where it's going to get crazy. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be strategy. It's something we will talk about with the 12-team yeah. playoff. You don't want to play in that game at 10-2. You no. want to be on the outside yep. of that game at 10-2. Because then you're in. Because, yeah, you're then you're in, and I think that third loss, yeah. lasting impression, you're probably yeah. on the outside. And 
I think, you know, we were talking about FanDuel and the numbers they posted. Alabama is 10.5 for the first time, and I can't even remember how long. It's typically 11 or 11.5 leeway for one loss. Now the leeway is for two losses. When you start looking at that schedule, I can easily find two losses, and I think that's kind of that Mendoza. Alabama fans, 10-2, and they're going to be happy, and they're going to be like, I like the direction this is going. We're in a college football playoff, regardless of what happens in that playoff. I think nine and three missing the college football playoff, then it's like sky's falling. Yeah, if you get in the college football playoff, regardless of your record, it's a successful yeah. season. You're one under Kalen DeBoer. I would agree, 100%. Um, okay, Spam and Bourbon brought to you by our friends at the Beverage Place. Peak Package, stop and see JJ Chan. Pick up a bottle. Can't pick this bottle up, unfortunately. Man, that's good. Yeah. The Elijah Craig. I'm out. I'm this normally sipping it to the very do end. Do you I'm want out. another no, board? I got to drive. This is the uh, private <laughs> barrel. Again, it's a 119.9% um, uh, proof. 119.9 proof. Uh, it's JJ's Juice private barrel. Uh, we both. Good agree. job, Shan. That's good, man. Elijah Craig, very, very good. Okay, so Alabama, Florida, they host yep. this week. Then they go to Rupp. Yep. Uh, Tough week. One and one. If you, you take one on one, yeah, I think you take one on one too. Yeah. Protect home court. I'm, I'm telling you, if Alabama goes on the road, they get a split between Rupp and and going over to Old Miss, and you protect home court. Alabama, and you then it comes down to that March second game. Yeah, I'm and just based on Vegas game. numbers, right now I would list Alabama seven and a half over Florida, so a game they should win. Yeah. I would say they're probably a three and a half to four and a half point dog in Kentucky. But game what is, on paper, people are going to have them losing. What does it say about Alabama? They lost two lottery picks. Right or I don't remember. Maybe maybe Clowney didn't go in the lottery, but two first rounders. Yep. Your entire coaching staff on the floor. You lose Quinterly after you thought you had him back. You lose. Burnett. You think he regrets that? By the way, Memphis yeah. coming off a bad yeah. loss yesterday. Listen, I I don't mean to wish anyone's job up for uh, up for peril, but Penny Hardaway. The, the the next guy he develops will be the first. Well, that's he gets talent, and they're just they're underachieving. Yeah, I think it was not to throw Brown under the bus, but I think Brown was like he's a pretty good coach, and I'm like he ain't no. done anything no. at I, Memphis. I, to answer your question, I think Quinterly regrets it. I, I think Burnett. I'm not saying he regrets it, but I mean, Michigan is what it is. Right. So you, you start looking at it, and of course, I don't. You know, Alabama didn't necessarily need those guys. And Burnett would have changed Alabama's defense. Defense, yeah. yeah. And yeah. imagine if Burnett were back. I think Winterly were back. Betty Ako. And Betty Ako back. This uh, is the Final Four team. Yeah. Well, and look, it could be. You know, we had uh, Richard Hendricks, former Alabama great on. Speaking of great, he was a, a great player. He was a great player, and he has potential to be a great broadcaster, in my really? opinion. Yeah, very good uh, analyst. But he was talking about this Alabama team, and he's like, don't be surprised if they're a Final Four team this year. And I think there are 20 to 25 teams. If they slip into the Final Four, you'd be like, I get it. I mean, we've seen Alabama. The magic number, we talked about this last week on Bam and Bourbon, 40% behind the arc. Yeah. They were 40, 18 of 41, 44% this past week, and 13 and 2 now. And they, they're hitting the perimeter shots. They are tough to beat. I mean, and they had them versus and Mark Sears, I keep seeing lists of the, the best playmakers in the country, and his name, he got left off the Bob Cousy. Final How's that even possible? He's, I mean, no he's one's respecting this guy. Every night. He's leading the SEC in scoring, and, 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 and he doesn't do it. In a huge volume of shots, either. I mean, he's not going out and shooting it 30 times a game. Yeah, look, he's not Dalton Connect. No. We know that. And, and, and but still, what he is to his team. He's also a playmaker. That that no-look pass he had for the dunk, I mean, where he kind of looked it yeah. off. I mean, he's a playmaker. And, he. I mean, the fact that that guy's not getting more love for, for some of these national awards is a joke. I would agree. Uh, one more time, how can people get involved with the Alabama The Collective? Yeah. Yay-Alabama.com backslash fans. Join today. Got some great interviews up with uh, our assistant coaches. More is coming out every day. 
we need your support. So maybe a week from today when we record this, a yeah. name in the portal that would excite Alabama fans? Might be tonight. Might be tonight. How about that? How can people follow that? Uh, Make sure you follow wise? me on social tonight, maybe. maybe there you I'll go. Just, maybe uh, I'll drop that on you. Bama and Bourbon, special thanks to JJ Chan. We always appreciate what they do. Tell your friends, if you like bourbon, you like Alabama, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, roll tight pods right here. with Aaron Sotos from Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor. Have a safe week. We will talk more Alabama basketball and maybe big transfer next week right here on Bama and Bourbon.